the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Yeah, good afternoon and welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What? I can't hear you. Okay, hang on. Oh, you can? That's weird. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I mean, I can hear you. No, there, there we go. That, 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 let's see. There. Oh, that's, that's good. Okay, that seemed to help a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, that's that weird. Helped a lot. A lot. Okay. <laughs> it helps when you plug it in. Oh, gee, I can hear myself loudly. Yeah, all right. Let me fix that. There we go. There you go. That's good. I think, there, I think it's the moisture in the air. Yeah, it could be. Could All be. right. Well, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on a beautiful day here at Millburgers oh, at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Dr. <laughs> Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch doing our traffic reports soon when he comes in. Uh, evidently, and I saw it too, uh, 281 is... Uh, it's a mess, huh? Yeah, it's closed at Thousand Oaks, he said. I didn't even... <laughs> I just... I uh, was going down 281 and... Uh, I, I scooted over to Brook Hollow, over to Hymer. There you go. And uh, took that to uh, to Jones Maltzberger, and then, yeah. Well, I left early, so I, yeah. I figured there'd be uh, wrecks and uh, slid off the road deals on 1604. No. No, it was okay? Nothing on 1604. Huh. Good. Uh, straight no, traffic was moving right along. And a lot, of, a lot of the people were out of my fast lane, so oh, okay, I, I made it in record time over here. Yeah, but, you were here about uh, about eleven forty. That's, yeah. that's pretty good for you. Yeah, like I said, normally I, you're running from the truck <laughs> all the way through the nursery to get in. Time. I left I left early because I figured, it, you know how San Antonio drivers are when the roads are slick, and we talk about the oil, the road, yeah, the oil on the road. Especially when it's newly, yeah, it just started raining. Yeah, and the weather guy said <laughs> last night I was watching TV, and he said seventy-five percent chance of rain today. All right, cold and windy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wanted to give him a, but uh, I didn't. See, see what happens when you don't do that. We get rain. So we got a. This is a very slow, nice rain. Yeah. And I was excited to see it because this means I can now plant my wildflower seeds. Okay, good. Uh, because, because tomorrow it's supposed to rain too. What? <laughs> what percentage? All right. You want to hear the forecast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. So today, yeah, showers mainly before three p.m. Yeah. Okay. We're we're, we're getting showered on. Steady temperature around forty-two. 
Yeah, the high today is 42. The low today is 42. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's according to weather.com. Well, at least you can remember. <laughs> Chance of rain tonight. Okay. New precipitation amounts between a tenth and a quarter of an inch. Wow. Possibly. I know. That's what they're saying is going to happen today? Yeah, it's today. Okay. Tonight, chance of showers is 30% uh, after 3 a.m. No. Okay. I don't. Why do you say no? Why? 30% melted. Yeah. No. Tomorrow, 50% chance of showers. Well, that's better. Uh, cloudy with a high near 46 uh, new precipitations between a tenth and a quarter of an inch. Oh, man. And chance of rain Sunday night, 80%. 80%? Okay. Maybe. Well, I'm excited because, like, like I said, I'll get to plant my wildflower seed. Uh, I've been, I was telling everybody, don't, if you're going to plant wildflower seed, uh, one of the mixes, or even blue bonnets. Uh, Calvin, in his article last week, uh, weekend, he was talking about uh, uh, sow the seed, sow your good, good seed soil contact. Well, the rest of that story is that soil better be moist. Yeah. And so I've been saving my wildflower combination seed. Uh, because I was going to have to pre-irrigate. You know, we're still <laughs> under a severe drought. Right. And <laughs> the sad thing about it is the weather people say it's mainly in San Antonio. Oh, is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, <laughs> up north, it's uh, not as bad. They've had some rain up there. And uh, east, they've had some rain. But uh, the dot of severe drought, the red... Yeah, in San Antonio. It's just... Is it south? It's over San Antonio. Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, but uh, so uh, this this should be enough moisture, uh, even though it's not an inch, uh, to wet the sur- sur- subsurface, the surface of the soil. Okay. So that it'll ger- germinate the seed, so you won't have to pre-irrigate and because uh, Millburgers have got the blue bonnets, in, mm-hmm. and those are from Wild Seed Farms, so that means that they're Lady Bird Johnson's Royal Blue Blue Bonnet seed, and as will be our transplants, which we should be getting in at least a week or ten days. So uh, we had them grown in uh, four and a half inch, which is a large oh, that's right, container, yeah. so they'd be easy to plant, and uh, people would have a hundred percent success, good success with it. The only only way you could kill these transplants is let them dry out. Okay. After you plant them, nobody would do that, would they, Milton? No, nobody would. No do that. one would do that. <laughs> And I, I think I ta- said a couple of weeks ago that uh, Dr. Larry Stein was going to buy some for the and take them over to A&M for the Aggies to have a plant, plant sale over there Yeah. for the Hort, Hort Club. They, Dr. Lineberger started all that over there, and, uh, and Larry uh, transports some uh, 
transplants to use since we're the main source of blue bonnet transplants in the world. Uh, so hmm. anyway, he went by. He went by. Yeah, we always get them from the same uh, grower, and uh, he went by there to pick up uh, several flats, and they told him, "We're sorry, Trace. <laughs> <laughs> our Trace. Yeah, our Trace has purchased." Or has ordered all of the blue bonnets, mm. especially so, the blues. So if you want them, <laughs> the, you kind of this is the place. This is the place, <laughs> and uh, they they're they're large transplants, and uh, like I said, they can be planted. Uh, well, let's see, this is November, right? And so you can easily plant them through December. Maybe in through January, uh, we had we had a, a little Aggie do a research project on that. You're gonna see how late you could plant uh, blue bonnets and still have them bloom in the spring. Uh, well, see our blue bonnets here bloom in March, right? Middle of March, and uh, John Thomas at uh, Wild Seed Farms. Opened their uh, shop up in Fredericksburg on uh, first part of first week in April, so uh, they've got a little longer time to go for the before they bloom. But anyway, that research uh, person found that uh, you could plant them late as February and uh, still still going to bloom because the later you plant them the less time they have to get a root system out into the soil and you're talking purely transplants right yeah right, right. okay uh because they've sold them at the rodeo yeah right which is february yeah yeah, yeah. which is early february yeah but uh it wasn't official until some little aggie student did a oh did a <laughs> a project on them. But anyway, you know where they came to get the transplants? Here? Yeah. All right. <laughs> we we rock, really, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. All right. Especially yeah. with Blue Bonnets. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. You know who's looking good now? What's that? Vinny. He came back, huh? Vinny came back. It was just a watering issue. Yeah, yeah. I'm declaring Vinny the toughest <laughs> Vinca on the planet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, Vinca. That Vinca is uh, all of them are. Yeah, are pretty tough. They, and uh, yeah, I got a th- picture of Vinny. They look ble- They look better <laughs> in the fall with. Uh, yeah, it, with, with uh, a little cooler temperatures. Yeah, cooler the- temperatures and with uh, pumpkins. The decorations and things for Halloween to have uh, Vinca blooming over there on the side. And, of course, uh, that's one of the few plants. I used to say only plants, but Calvin's not here. Yeah, I don't know if you can see that from there. Oh, yeah. Looking yeah, good. That's pot full of Vinca. <laughs> but anyway, the uh, uh, that the deer won't eat. Yeah. So uh, we're, running, we're running some tests. Uh, on snapdragons and calendulas 
uh, in a deer infested area down south uh, to see uh, if if Trace is right about the snapdragons and uh, let's see snapdragons and oh these are that they're deer resistant yeah, <laughs> does anybody comfortably say deer proof no okay no. I didn't think so For, Forrest uh, Avildon used to fuss at us for saying uh, deer resistant and deer proof and stuff like that because uh, if you go on to plantanswer.com and look at the information on uh, deer, best of best deer resistant plants, it's under the uh, heading of pest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you will see the, uh, the opening paragraph, uh, maybe two paragraphs, that uh, Forrest wrote when he when he did that section. Uh, that uh, deer not only eat plants, they stomp plants. Yeah. They they rub on the plants. Oh, so he <laughs> and he he brought up all that information. Uh, well, of course, people just want something that'll kind of shoo them away. Uh, the only only plant that's truly on our our uh, deer resistant plant list. Is Dusty Miller? That's the only one that you're that, confident that. Uh, well, that's on. Forrest put it on there. Okay, so. well, Forrest knows well, he was in. <laughs> but uh, that's the only plant that's on there. Now, uh, Trace got me to talk about uh, uh, snapdragons because I was looking for something that bloomed in the winter that the deer won't eat because a lot of people got that situation. So Dusty Miller is a is a surefire one, but uh, that's all. Also, but we're trying calendulas, which is that uh, winter winter marigold they call it. Uh, I think uh, Trace said there was some blooming here at the yeah, last. Yeah, I think so. That's weak. They come in orange and yellow, but uh, we're testing that out. But even with our testing out, I've got the uh, grower applying I must must garden. Uh Did I get it? Yeah, we got to figure out a way for you to remember that. (laughs) You told me about your name. Yeah, okay, MG. Yeah. Okay, there you go. I must garden. You really just need to know the must. (laughs) because you got the garden part <laughs> i love garden i must garden i like gardening <laughs> but anyway uh we're trying that, that that's the the uh name of the product that uh uh i guess it's the same product that has uh that we've been recommended that we've only the fine uh, only uh, liquid fence, the one called liquid fence, right. has been the only one that uh, we find it works. Uh, Forrest even te- Forrest tested that out too, and uh, but uh, you know that we we sell we used to sell different urines, cat, coyote urine and uh, bobcat urine and uh, stuff like that. You know, I always wanted to 
get that person on the yeah. air and talk to them how they collect that. That was Fred. We never could get Fred on the line. <laughs> Especially that bobcat. Ooh, oh, that, man. That's tough. Even if that's more expensive than <laughs> the other it. urine, yeah, don't don't complain. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever tried to take urine from a bobcat, yeah. you know that's not good. Not as simple as giving them a little jar and telling them to go to the <laughs> yeah, and then leave it in that little thing, the little metal thing in the doctor's office. There you go. You've done that, have you, Mister? Uh huh. <laughs> I always ask the 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 uh, attendants. I said. Y'all going to help me with this? Oh, jeez. <laughs> and they all say, hell no. Yeah, get in you, there. <laughs> get in there. Yeah, exactly. But I got, I got to make that joke every time. Every time. Yeah, but <laughs> it it never gets old to me. Uh, t- to you. <laughs> they I think probably that's, never heard it before. <laughs> uh, well, at least once. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, we've tried all those, and uh, none of them work. Now, this uh, I Must Garden. Oh, look at you. That was smooth. <laughs> I Must Garden comes in uh, two aromas or scents. One's mint. Yeah. And the one is uh, herb. Spice. Spice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so what the idea is you're supposed to switch them out so the deer won't get used to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so that's a good idea. I've been doing that down south, and so far, uh, it's working. On the, the, the snapdragons still have blooms. Uh, usually, uh, most of the, usually, uh, <laughs> deer will eat the blooms of some plant and will not eat the entire plant. Good example is uh, is Pontiac. Uh, Poinciana? Yeah, Poinciana. Uh, Proud of Barbados. Uh, we've often said that uh, when Forrest planted those out in his yard there in Hollywood Park, they ate the blooms, but they didn't eat the plant. Oh, okay. Now, <laughs> now, and that's the truth with a lot of things. But uh, the problem is... <laughs> uh, People want the blooms on there for some reason. Some reason. But, they they uh, probably <laughs> bought them for the blooms of the nursery. and then. <laughs> but when you plant them, the problem is that the deer have a curiosity browse, we call it. Yeah. It's a... Where they, they're eating the bloom, and as they eat the bloom, chomp down on the blooms, they pull the plant out of the ground. And that's not good for the plant. No. So... uh it's just wise, even if you're trying to use some of these uh, uh, re- re- uh, relatively deer-resistant plants, is to use this eye muscar. Have you look, man? You're getting good at this. <laughs> I'm practicing. Have, now you've used it, right? Oh yeah. Oh, Have, yeah. How do you like the scent? Uh, I I didn't physically apply it. Oh, oh okay you i just got it yeah. off the shelf in here okay well you have to apply it right just just yeah. telling the deer you've bought it doesn't help <laughs> <laughs> well i've got i've got my assistant down in uh oh okay camelton you'll have to uh, ask them how it smells because it. isn't that the main complaint with uh uh liquid, liquid fence, fence yeah, yeah it's sulfur egg yeah uh, yeah ugh. hey we need to take a break so while we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. 
And outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world on this rainy day here in San Antonio. I'm Milton Glick. We'll be back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. I've got plenty to be thankful for. I haven't got great big yacht to sail from shore to shore. Still, I've got plenty to be thankful for. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Al, back at the station, getting in the Thanksgiving mood. Well, you'll have plenty to be thankful for. Who's that? That was Bing Crosby. Oh, Bing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man, pest control. There you go. Those customers, they have plenty to be thankful for that they found Spider-Man because what Spider-Man pest control does is, this is the best part. First off, if you read the reviews, you'll hear how thankful they are that they found them. And oftentimes, um, the reviews that I hear are people found Spider-Man after going to other pest control companies. And then Spider-Man, he's been doing this since 1976. He knows what he's doing. He's on lots of boards, lots of knowledge. No. He knows those pests better than they know themselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Really? Oh, he knows them. Mm. Yeah. He, he can tell you what they're going to do before they even do it. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> but the thing is, he looks at the problem holistically, and he uh, sees, okay, why are they coming in, or why do you have them, uh, and helps you not only uh, kill them, but uh, maintain so that you're home so they don't come in at all. So uh, give Spider-Man a call. You'll be happy you did. Spider-Man, uh, termite, and pest control, the number 210. 210- 656-3721-210-656-3721 or go spidermanpest.com. He'll help you with all different kinds of solutions to your problems, despite what Jerry says. Even the good stuff. Uh, even the good stuff, as, as Jerry like says. <laughs> if you're the not good, a wimp, ask for the good the stuff. The good stuff is he'll, what works. He'll know what it means. Yeah, he will. Just tell him, I want my house to glow like Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm tired of treating my dog for fleas. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, 210-308, and he, he can do both organic and synthetic uh, treatments now. He'll, he'll, and he'll discuss them with you, too, as people will. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I can't hear you much now. Where are you go? I was there you talking go. quietly. Oh, okay. All right. So let's see <laughs> there now. There are some people out here shopping. Yeah, you know, that's a... A good, good service. But when I, like I said, when I walked in... Uh, I look down the hill, and guess what they're doing down there? What? They're oh yeah, the, the trees. trees. Yeah, the trees are in. <laughs> and this is a perfect day to fix the trees. But they look gorgeous. They won't uh, because they've been moistened. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they don't depend on uh, our quarter to half an inch of rains to uh, take care of what the Christmas tree needs. Yeah. Because they put them in their own containers. Like they uh, fresh cut them? They fresh cut them. Yeah. And why, why is that, Mother? Well, because they, they... I'm not... You tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... Well, you need to go ahead and take credit. Uh, I never said that. That's your statement. You will wrong be remembered for that. <laughs> On your gravestone. He kept his butt... His, his butt... Uh, clean. More. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, uh, that's what they do here at Millburgers. Yeah, and uh, 
It's it's amazing how much the up uptake of the water yeah. those Christmas trees will do. So they got them and they put them in stands with large containers of water. Yep. That don't won't turn over or leak in your house. Yeah. <laughs> and but even even if you don't buy one of their containers, which are sturdiest container on the market. And it's refundable. In other words, you can bring it back year mm-hmm. after year and get a get a new one attached Exchange to the it. tree. Yeah. But even if you don't do that, before you buy the tree, it's in water. It's soaking up yeah. water. So uh, that first soak won't be as bad on you, even if you don't have their stand. Yeah, that's a good point. But because it's it's already uptaking the water and open the vascular system and things like that. And Trace has a good point too. And and we've seen this, but I was glad he brought it up. We've seen people who bought their Christmas tree oh, yeah. in early December or, or or late November, bring it back after the holidays yeah. uh, to be recycled, and they get that coupon, <laughs> and it looks just as good. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that myself. Yeah. Uh, it's it's amazing how how well they tell because you used to I think of the way Christmas trees used to be, and uh, you figure by after Christmas those trees are dead or dying. Yeah, and then and and losing lost needles in all the foliage, yeah, the needles and the <laughs> and everything. But like I say, these look as good as the day they took them out. Uh, that's why I encourage people to leave the ornaments on there. No, so that don't leave the ornaments the, when they trace can back. plug them in and enjoy them before they put them through the grinder. When they t- tell Trace <laughs> after they go through that they heard Doctor Parsons tell them this to do this, Trace will come find you no matter what he is doing. Yeah, uh, I I think he's un tried to get that oh, those ornaments. Uh, uh, wires out of the uh, uh, yeah the shredder the, the, that chops them up yeah um, okay so 210-308-8867 we want to know what's going on in your gardening world uh, we got the onions oh yeah yeah that's... and I'm still waiting listen if you're listening to this show and you work for Whataburger we need to know the <laughs> variety of onions you sell everyone is asking <laughs> um, I'm betting that they're they're sharp. They are really sharp. I mean, you take a bite out of that onion, and it, it clears my sinuses up. Okay, that wouldn't be Granex then. Oh, uh, that, Granex isn't sharp? No. Uh, Granex is uh, pre-1015Y. Okay. Uh, the, the, sweet, the sweet onion. And we sell the Granex, the yellow Granex. Absolutely. Way. Um, and we sell Texas uh, 1015Y and yeah. Texas Legend. Do you think your friends at Dixon uh, Dixondale would know what kind of they use? Uh, if the, well, if they're using Vidalia, and they if they're uh, they're probably <laughs> paying to buy them out of Georgia, Vidalia Guard, Georgia, which is the Grandex. Uh, but if they're back in back in the old days, uh, they were sold as white Bermuda, yellow Bermuda, 
and uh, the, with a Bermuda name on them. Now, you know why they call them Bermuda? Is that where they were from? Well, yeah. They wear those little pants? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the original uh, plants are the original varieties, I guess, or the original selections were grown on the Isle of Bermuda. And uh, so we used to, used to, I'd say, 40 years ago, 35 years ago, uh, that they were sold as white onions, uh, purple onions. Oh, without the fancy? Yeah, without the Bermuda on there. Yeah. And uh, when these new hybrids came along, they continued to uh, <laughs> continue to sell them like that, and there was a there was a grower out of uh, down toward uh, Big Wells, I think it was, toward uh, Crystal City, that uh, was selling onions. There was about three, three or four onion uh, commercial producers that were selling onions as red, white, and yellow. All right. <laughs> Just as onions. The Lord knows what they were. But those producers were uh, not as careful uh, keeping the... Uh, they they didn't probably... They didn't use the uh, hybrid variety types, the new ones. And uh, they also uh, were very careless about... Uh, Roguing or rotating their fields to avoid having a pink root on the onion, which what is, is a, fun, a fungus disease. Uh, that's once you plant it in, the, once you put it in the soil, it stays in there forever. Oh, and uh, the <laughs> I know our, our vegetable specialist, uh, Dr. Roland Roberts, up around Lubbock's used to say that uh, the entire High Plains of Texas was contaminated by the pink root because of our contaminated onions that we sent up to the High Plains for them to grow. The transplants were grown down here. But uh, when Dixondale came along, well, before, before it was Dixondale, <laughs> well, no, before they were selling convert to the home home garden deal, uh, they were one of the well, I think they were the best onion producers in Texas. Oh, okay. Uh, probably in the world, but uh, <laughs> they they weren't selling at that time. I don't think they were labeling them as to what they were, and. And somebody wrote an article. I'm not calling any names. Are they lost? In... <laughs> okay. That uh, the the only way to get true to name onion varieties were to buy transplants that were grown in four and a half inch pots, just like okay. I'm talking about. And uh, that uh, infuriated. Uh, the own the 
prior manager of uh, Dixondale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but and uh, he was a very prominent and powerful uh, supporter of Texas A&M. Oh. To which this person worked. Uh oh. <laughs> so uh, did they get a, did they get a memo on Monday about, uh, <laughs> about yeah the this person <laughs> uh, who had to meet with uh, that owner of Dixondale mm -hmm. in Uvalde and to have a discussion with him oh dear about <laughs> and he says <laughs> this is what I've heard he said. <laughs> He's told this person, said, I dare you say that we don't sell true-to-name onion varieties. And this person said, in his arrogant way, said, uh, how, many, how many onions do you sell in the, he, he sold by the commercial, yeah. uh, he sold them by the train car load. Oh. But I said, how many do you sell to the garden centers in you, in San Antonio? He said, well, I don't fool with those. This is what I've heard. Yeah. I don't fool with those little small numbers like that. And I said, oh. that's my point. Okay. The people that do fool with those small garden centers uh, are selling unnamed, unlabeled, Oh. Uh, contaminated mm. onion plants, hmm. and that was the end of the conversation. Wow! He could he couldn't fuss any more about it. Then came along his son-in-law, who attended is is uh, was Bruce Fraser, mm -hmm. and he Bruce decided to uh, try the uh, trench growing growing and shipping quality transplants and that that business has overtaken the commercial sales oh wow that that's his, interesting his father-in-law used to uh it's a, used to talk about yeah and uh and he's selling on he's selling onions dixondale's selling onions all over the united states and canada and yeah. hawaii and everywhere else so, uh, but, com but for the uh, both, but for the gardener. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for the gardener. Hey, we need to take a break. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Or toll free, it's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. We'll uh, talk more about onions because I want to know how to plant them, put them in, and we'll tell you what they're on sale for. Two oh, two ninety nine per bundle here at Millburgers. Back in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Thanksgiving Day and we're gathered round Little children make a joyful sound And there's no school and we get to play And we're all thankful for this day Except for the turkey La 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 Except for the turkey And there's welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, okay, even with the rain You want to make sure that n new tree you got uh, Is going to stay moist So you want to 
make sure you come to Millburgers and get the Tree Hugger Sprinkler. Yeah. Uh, the Tree Hugger Sprinkler has three different sizes, and I'm going to tell you why. We have even our sound effects here. Why it's called the Tree Hugger? Because it has a, it's a hard plastic, so it's going to last, and it's you. Uh, it's got a hinge on it, so you open it up. Uh. Take it around the tree and close it or hug the tree. And then uh, you can turn it on just a little bit to water that root ball real efficiently and real effectively on your watering day. And according to Dr. Jerry Parsons, I don't know, would this be a better day to do it too? Well, you can't do it today, but Monday... Uh, it's going to be wet anyway. Say it's yeah. your watering day. You should still do it because doesn't it make it more Look at you, friendly Milton. to the water? I, th- I think you were ugly to me the first time that I mentioned No, I just didn't want people. Dr. Stein had <laughs> yeah, the test written that the best time to water is during was when, the rain. Was it was when it's raining? Yeah. So, but work. if it's raining on your watering day. Yeah, then you, you can still water a little bit. Yeah, and you can yeah. if you've got a timer on there. Yeah. You can uh, go ahead and you don't have to stand out in the rain, hold a hose. No. <laughs> and if you have a timer, you can set your tree hugger for whatever go. and turn it on just a little bit Yeah. or uh, water far away from the root ball by turning it on a lot. And yeah. um, the uh, tree hugger sprinkler will take care of the rest. It does a great job and uh, really uh, helps you prevent problems with those newly planted trees and what percentage would you guess of newly planted trees fail because of watering because that root ball gets 80 percent 80 90 percent wow well don't let it happen to you get the tree hugger sprinkler you can ask for it by name right here at millburgers also they've got them at heb but come on over and uh, check it out it's the winner of the 2021 pinnacle award for best new product that's a tree hugger sprinkle you're like it i like mine a great deal i use it for a couple different things i'm all over the place with it all right do you shower in there? Maybe. You, you, got, a pro- you, you got a problem with that? <laughs> no, <laughs> you remember Bud Little. Yeah. <laughs> Little Buds, I call them. Yeah. Uh, he used to, he was a rose grower. Yeah. And, he, and back when we had a dry spell, he he would uh, take his showers in a bath in a little kiddie bathtub. Yeah, for the purposes of saving the water. For the purpose water. of saving the water. And then he uh, he would uh, take that water and put around his rose bushes. Yeah. And I always claimed that's why the ro- he grew uh, miniatures. <laughs> and I always claimed him. that's why his roses were so short. Is oh. that he was watering them with little water. You want? Can I tell you a secret? Huh? <laughs> so when we lived at a different home. Okay. The you know you take a shower in the tub. Yeah, there you go. And it didn't drain very well. It drained slow. Yeah. So after the shower, you know, I would take I got a bucket, and I would take it and I would water the the container plants. Oh. Outside okay. with it, and that was probably one of the best oh, seasons yeah. I had. Yeah. Was uh, I don't know if they liked just it, they were being watered. Every you know every day. Well, no one often. knew that was, that was yeah. it. There. So it wasn't the soap or anything that I was. No, le- okay. No. But uh, what did Bud say it was? <laughs> uh, they did a TV with him in the shower. That. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> I don't think they showed anything from oh. <laughs> uh, from <laughs> too personal. Yeah, uh, from. Uh, eh, chest down oh good okay they really showed him in the shower yeah oh poor bud little they said it was too little to show on tv ah stop it (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, that's uh, you know a lot of a lot of people out in the hill country and whatever. Yeah. Uh, they use what they call gray water. Oh, for which, the plants. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, for the plants and landscapes and things like that. So uh, it is. A, it's a good use of water, but of course you in the city. You've got, uh, you. I think you can use gray water, but it can't leave the premises of your, uh, of the house. I mean, of the of the lawn. Yeah, aren't there the little sprinkler systems that? Yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. will trigger off. I don't know if you if you fire them off like on a timer. Yeah. Or yeah. if it's because they get so much gray water and then they go, okay, it's time to turn on to. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think uh, you have to monitor that water. Okay, you're monitoring until you until you've got enough water to actually disperse it. Okay, but uh, anyway, the well, uh, well, don't you talk about using soap for uh, others for to for surfactant? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I imagine the gray water because it's coming from the washing machine and other things has that surfactant effect. Yeah. Does that mean that it's more efficiently watering, like by breaking the foliage, by breaking whatever? It's? No. Okay. Uh, but it it does it possibly pre- penetrate the soil better. Oh, okay. Because of the soap? Uh, yeah. Okay. But people people worry. The common question is, uh, if I use gray water out of a washing machine, right? Will the phosphorus in the uh, detergent, detergent, kill my plants or, or mess up my plants, or will the uh, I've got a water softener, and because uh, they put out salty water, and uh, or they use salt to expire, uh, uh, get the uh, sodium out of the water. Uh, but so uh, they're worried about uh, put, putting that on the plants. Well, they've taken most of the phosphorus out of the uh, 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 damaging elements out of the uh, detergents now. So that's no longer a problem. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. All but, right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Okay, let's wait till tomorrow to discuss the best practices for planting those onions okay we'll see if we can't get an expert on the line okay all right because i was i'm sure we can oh good okay so uh <laughs> if i can find my what phone. else should people be doing now uh, uh the stocks are the ones that smell so good right yeah okay well they've got them on sale so that that you know sometimes you have to honor the sale and uh yeah. they are four for five let's see if let's see if i'm right hold on where'd they go there is stock Cold, hardy annual with a wonderful, pleasant scent. A favorite in old-fashioned cottage gardens. Uh, Four-inch pot regular, regularly $1.59. Now on sale for four for five dollars. Um, dollar twenty-five. Yeah, you got it. Look at you, man. You're doing I'm, math. I'm just guessing. On what's that what's the name of that product that you use? That's deer that helps keep the deer away. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? I. Must guard. Oh man, you are sharp today. <laughs> I know it. 
Uh, well, that's the best day to call and have your gardening questions answered. <laughs> Jerry is sharp. Call now, 210-308-8867. Yeah, the stock's on sale this, this week. Uh, you know, for, uh, Trace uh, rotates uh, the sale items between stocks and pansies. And, of course, pansies, are, I guess pansies are always on sale, at least in the in the spring, in the fall, uh, pansies are, are the same thing. Four-inch pot, regular yeah. dollar fifty-nine. Sale four for five dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and all sorts of colors of pansies out here. And uh, sitting sitting here where I'm sitting, I'm looking out over the benches, and I'm pretty sure I see some beautiful uh, yellow. Uh, 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 snapdragons. Oh, okay. Are the sna- I don't know if the snapdragons are still on sale. I don't see them. I got bearded iris flags. Yeah. Four for twenty dollars. I got stock pansies, lantana. He comes straight. Uh, okay. Onions and <laughs> well, and more. Didn't but come yeah. Here. <laughs> and we've got as uh, Jerry mentioned earlier the trees. Uh, Christmas trees are in here. Beautiful Christmas trees for Millburgers, and uh, uh, I suggest uh, this is a, a you know you want a nice tree because you're going to spend something on it. So make sure you're getting yeah. it at a good place. It's gonna <laughs> it's taking care of it before you get it home, so you can take care of it before you get it home. There you go. Uh, and have the bus. <laughs> we need to talk to Trace about the amaryllis bulbs because yeah. people like giving those as holiday. Yeah, ship you can ship them. Yeah, uh, as a bulb. And then people in the north or wherever they are, far away, can watch them grow and bloom all the way, probably all the way to Valentine, probably. Yeah, we're talking about Amaryllis. He's uh, lost in traffic. It's <laughs> 281, I know. Um, <laughs> pull up a chair, Trace. Yeah, um, we've uh, got questions. You have, and you have answers. <laughs> well, how you doing? He's putting, he's getting all his stuff together. Uh, we saw you were working on Christmas trees down the hill. S- yes, we uh, we got everything in. It's just a matter of getting oh, everything it. really. Yep, it's a matter of just getting it all stood now. So they okay. got okay. We got all the Nordmans and the Nobles already stood up. Okay, and those that came in on um, Wednesday. Are the Nobles the most? popular or is that the Fraser? Fraser is the most popular. Okay. Noble is the Cadillac. Okay. And wait, n- and Nordman is the hypoallergenic. Yeah. So if you tree. every year say I can't have a live Christmas tree because you know I, I'm allergic and I'm, I was trying to sound like I had a stuffy nose. Uh, Nordmans <laughs> are the one for you. You said you have people come from Austin. Yes. To for, get those Nordmans. Nordmans. Yeah. They, wow. couldn't, they can't find them there. So uh, we've gotten, on the Frasers, since they came in last night, we've mm-hmm. gotten uh, about 10 of each size up. And then we're going to concentrate on the really big ones because those always sell first. Yeah. I've already sold one sight unseen. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, do they, are they for homes or businesses? Mm, so this is for a ranch. Okay. And they, okay. Buy, they buy the biggest one we have every year. <laughs> wow. So, How big uh, is the biggest one, did you say? I didn't. Okay. Uh, but they all came in a little oversized, so uh, I think there's some 14-footers out there. Woof. 
Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a big tree. Cool. That's a, how many does it, does it, will that fit into your stands? Well, we have a special stand for those. Oh, okay, oh, okay. good. That's got four legs, even sturdier, thicker rebar. Wow, wow. that's yeah. great. The, how many men does it take to, or women, does it take to, to maneuver s- that thing? To stand it up, it's four to six. Wow. To take it back down, it's three or four. <laughs> okay. Gravity helps. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Gravity, I imagine, helps a lot. But. And so the little ones, they're here. They just haven't been put out yet. If you want a three-foot? No, there's, no, there's, there's no three-foot? The closest are these little elf trees out here. Aww. And they ranged anywhere from like two to three and a half. Okay. And those yeah. those have been out since they came in. Okay. Uh-huh. So what's so we have, so what size trees do we have rather than me guess and be wrong? All right. So those little elf trees are going to be the smallest. All right. And then we went to uh, five to six. Okay. The Fraser fir. Uh, so that's like an apartment type of tree. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then all the way up to these massive, large trees. And yeah. the freight wasn't as bad this year, so oh, the good. price is, is considerably less than last year. That's oh, that's good. great. Well, finally, well, some good news. Well, and, yeah, and what I was telling folks is is and that this is true. You, you, this is an investment. I mean, as that's a, it. The the trees can be pricey so you want to make sure you're going to a place that's taking care of them before you get them you know don't just go anywhere so make sure plus we have the best trees in town we you know bet. so every one of our trees when we get it in we give it a fresh cut already so that's not needed and we drill it and we put a stand on where you have the option to buy the stand or if you bought a stand from us in the past mm-hmm. you can do what we call an exchange where you take the tree already stood because you don't want to take that stand off and try to put the other one on. So we just take your old stand, and we put it on a new tree, and it becomes somebody else's Christmas tree stand. So it is conceivable that some of these stands have seen 10 or better Christmases. Wow, that's kind of cool in their own little way. Yeah. But do, they, do they put a tag on the ta- they stand? They should. Uh, you know. The name of the person People should sign the year. No, the Smith it family. It wouldn't <laughs> show Barnabies. up. The Barnabys. <laughs> oh. It wouldn't show up. Okay. They're painted green. And All right. Yeah. What about other? So, and we know you had the wreaths and garlands because yes. they were here last week. Yep, they're here. And uh, we're going to run up a, 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 to a break in a minute. But when we come back from, I mean, we got a, a few seconds here. But uh, maybe we can talk about the living uh, container growing sure, trees. You okay, bet. yeah. Uh, we have plenty of time, but yeah, we won't get into those. So, what else do we have? Uh, no point setters yet, or do we? No, they're going to be here on Monday ish. Oh, good. Okay. Oh. So for next week, so people could Christmas have for cactus things. is probably Tuesday ish. Okay, so by next Wednesday, next Thursday. Well, Thursday we won't. Oh, be Thursday open. you're closed. It's Thanksgiving, and are we opening Friday? Of course. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, so uh, yeah, that everything will be here. After Thanksgiving, for the most part. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, uh, and you'd be proud. The, the, the poinsettia I bought last year, it's blooming again. Well, it's not blooming. It's reddening. <laughs> that's, that's amazing because uh, I would think any light that you had uh, given it any time would have screwed that up. Oh. Well, I, th- I think the breeders I think they were in the house. done a lot of that. Yeah. Done away with a lot of it. So, Nobody black cloths anymore. I, bl- I blame Laura. 
Yeah. She, she's the one that got That's, it to Redden. I okay. didn't. Okay, all right. I can uh, deal with that. Did you get, were you able to get any orchids in this I, time I, of the year? I do have orchids. Oh, good. Um, there's probably a good 30 or 40 of them in there. Okay. So, uh-oh. So that, that, that's Al telling me in a subtle way we need to go to a break. So 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up right here live at Millburgers, 1604 on Bull Road, where people are still shopping. I, so we saw Jerry was item behind me back in a moment <laughs> on The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Does it always surprise you that uh, Trace is with us uh, here at, at Millburgers? 210-308-8867. So we got two people to answer your gardening questions. We got Trace. Uh, and Jerry, and I'll even try. Jerry, I've impressed Jerry today. Uh, I came up with the term surfactant in a sentence. Uh, what else did I do to impress you? I, I want to know the sentence. Oh, I was <laughs> saying that he was talking about gray water. And I said, well, sometimes you'll say that, you know, that uh, you put a little Dawn or something in with the water or the chemical because it acts as a surfactant. He was like, <gasps> What? Oh, my. I'm, I'm shocked. Everybody is. <laughs> we have people pulling over on the highway going, whoa, Milton used it. Yeah. It's osmosis, Milton. Is it? Yes. That's the word for you today, too. Ooh, okay. Use that in a sense. So how is it osmosis? Because I thought I knew what osmosis was. Well, you're, you're getting all this information that's just oh, absorbing, it's osmo- oh, the, oh, I absorbing this, into your brain. Yes, eventually. After 20 years. Yeah. Oh, and Trace will be happy to know. I told Jerry. That Vinny is still doing well. Vinny is the world's toughest Vinca. Uh, His days are numbered. <laughs> no. I'm, Vinny's going to keep going. He's, he's fought this long. We're going to help him. Maybe we can bring him in. I wonder if we can pull him up and put him in a pot and then bring him in. Uh, he's just let God take him. Okay. So uh, when we went to break, we were talking about uh, fresh cut trees. Yes. You uh, and but lots of people like to get the uh, living container grown trees. We have a handful, <coughs> and you carry varieties that are known to do well. Yes. So people aren't going to get it and then be disappointed. So you want to talk a little bit about them? Uh, so we've got uh, Aleppo pine and stone pine. So those are the, that uh, we have in stock. The other one that can actually grow here is a Japanese black pine. Uh, but that one we haven't been able to get for years. Okay. Uh, so when you go and you look at living trees and you see Afghan, for example, right. that uh, walk away. Okay. And um, <laughs> come here instead. Okay. Uh, but we got some other things that are in that same shape. So we've got like Blue Point junipers and uh, Leland cypress is kind of a Christmas tree looking thing. Arborvitae. So if you want a living, if you want a living, <laughs> if you want a living tree. Uh, it just looks like Christmas. It doesn't okay. necessarily have to be a Christmas tree. We can help you there, too. And then do people do kind of like the, with the fresh-cut trees, they'll keep the tree in a container, put a saucer under it, decorate it, and then take it out after the holidays? They do. I prefer. Okay. Uh, and I think Calvin agreed with me, but I'm not sure Jerry did. My suggestion is dec- Welcome to my life. decorate <laughs> it on the porch. Oh, Okay. And then you bring it in for the least amount of time possible. Oh. So in my mind, three days inside, 
and then it needs to go back out into the real world okay uh, so that you can have a better successful transplanting so it wants to be in the real world it does okay so any other trees that people sell that they should walk away from does Afghan kind of give them false hope? It does well for a little while, and then uh, ten, ten years. Ten to, okay. Well, I've seen a few go fifteen, but uh, and then the problem is that it it's gets gotten kind of, so big so fast, and then they're going to be buying a chainsaw to cut it down. Yeah, or hiring somebody and paying a lot. Yes, it's going to get big in ten years. Yeah. Okay. I think is that the. I wonder if that's the tree that we have in our neighborhood that. Just that looks like uh, the needles are all brown. Yeah. Most of them are brown. Yeah. That's the beginning of the end. So we did get in some small cedar deodoras. Ooh. So oh to me, that that is the, if you like, like, uh, hey, blue, someone blue spruce. I think. Uh, yeah. If you like that look, then this would be a tree for you. Okay. And does function quite well here. You see a bunch of them at the rim. Oh, okay. That's good, too. Yeah. That was fun. Um, actually, we should do more of that because uh, Paul Cox used to do that. He would talk about where you could see great examples. So so if you want great examples of living grown Bruce, blue spruce, uh, you want to go to the rim and check them out. Yeah. They, uh, I, I fell in love when I first saw that tree because, uh, like you say, it looks like the northern northern trees that they have in the landscapes and uh uh, it tolerates our heat and our soil pretty darn good. Oh yeah, the, what what nailed them? Yeah, uh, several times, uh, and it's it's interesting because the cold, when we have a real cold snap, uh, extremely cold temperatures, it takes the top out of them, it takes the very top out of them, so they don't have that uh, upright Pyr- pyramidal pyr- yeah shape. Look. Oh. But uh, I remember there used to be the one I always watched was uh, was right there, uh, turn right off uh, Callahan, you know, and Bab- Babcock. But uh, they never get over that once it, once the top uh, freezes out. But they're still pretty tree up to the point <laughs> that the top froze out. But uh, that <laughs> that's. I, uh, Steve George gave me one of those trees, uh, and that was the first tree I planted on on uh, pla- on the TV, to, on television, and I was proud to death of it. Was that when uh, TVs were black and white? Yeah, yeah, they were <laughs> black and white. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was, but that Jerry still had that TV in 1997. I am, I am the king of one-liners. So uh, if, I can, if I can sneak well, if we, one in, I'm. If gonna, we make fun of his flip phone, we can make fun of his TV too. <laughs> yes, we can. Oh, these rabbit ears! I tell you what, they. they yeah, I've had those too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hold them outside the window, <laughs> exactly you know, on the roof. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the. Uh, I understand they've really improved on rabbit ears. Yeah, they're just a little bit now. <laughs> uh, thinking about getting some for my radio, FM radio. Oh, that'll be good. You'll enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, where was I? Uh, let's see. Oh, you were talking about? Yeah, the uh, my tree that I planted on television eventually died. It was down the hill from my house. Uh, this was a good 40 years ago. And uh, I replaced it with uh, Montezuma Cypress, 
the first Montezuma cypress I ever grew. Mm-hmm. And that sucker, you talking about fast growing? Oh, Montezuma cypress. Yeah, yeah, the one we yeah like the one we have right out there. I can remember when y'all started talking about it. This is way back, and then you pointed out to Millburgers. You said, you know, pointed out to the the parking lot. There's, yeah, there's one right here that we're looking at. Three. Yeah. There are three? It's a cluster of three. Oh, it is? That yes. big, tall one? They're all, are they all that they, tall? They are, yes. Oh, my goodness. Mm, yeah. Okay, I never noticed the, the it was mother, The mother Montezuma yeah. covers an entire village in Mexico. Really? Wow. Mexico. That's a great tree. <laughs> do you, yeah, do you, I loved would, it. Uh, they were arguing with, with me about for this trace. I was uh, suggesting that that probably gets some care, but minimal care where it is. Because you're not selling it, you're not. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost on its own. Yeah, I was going to say. Or they are almost. On yeah, because they were they were talking about watering needs for it, and I don't guess y'all well, water there, it. There is a, a sprinkler system there. Okay. That we had a leak, so we kept it. Okay. Um, there was at one point this summer that we felt that we needed to water. Oh so we wow! Did, okay. We did water them. And it was really more for the Asian jasmine around it. Yeah. Okay. You, you know when Asian jasmine wilts, it's <laughs> it's time to water. I think Jerry uses it as a, as a tool to find out when it's time to water. Yeah. Not are your, uh, is it your begonias that you... No, Asian jasmine. Okay. And uh, they they have died. My Asian jasmine has died during this drought. Oh, died? So they didn't tell you to water? I thought we just said that that's when you need to yeah. the water. Or you just didn't water. Well, I just didn't. <laughs> oh, man. I, I put my uh, sprinkler, my tree hugger sprinkler, yeah. around the citrus that I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. Now, the Asian jasmine around that citrus is it, doing good, growing growing up the wall and everything else. Another 30 or 40 years, it'll fill back in over there. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's... It's fast growing. It, you know, the freeze took it out of the trees. Freeze took it out of the trees. Oh, every little freeze takes it out, out of the, the trees. Because <laughs> I, I was worried about how how Trace I was has closed ever. his eyes and is probably rolling them inside of his head. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to figure out how in the world am I going to get that Asian jasmine out of the trees? I mean, they were at the top of. Uh, Several oak trees, um, but the neat thing about it is, in when they grow into the trees like that, uh, because of the upright <coughs> growing condition, they uh, they bloom. I mean, they have beautiful fragrance in for the spring, but uh, that freeze, hard freeze, took them out of the trees for me. So was that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, I haven't quite figured that. Well, I wanted to get them. I, I wanted to get. I, I neglected them and let them get to the top of those trees, and also I neglected them and they jumped on the chain link fence and completely covered it up. But uh, so I was kind of glad that the freeze took them down. But it, it took them took the ones on the ground down too. So oh. when when you drive around Trace, do you see like you're passing a live oak and you go, man, okay, that's a great example of a live oak. That's no, my wife tends to tell me to stop. Uh. Does she? <laughs> yes. Why does she want you to stop? I don't know. She just doesn't like me talking about stuff uh, 
like that. Oh, oh, tell you, I thought to stop the car. No, no, no. I know, no. just stop no, talking, stop about, talking oh, about okay. stuff. <laughs> okay. So historically, I, I'll see a problem with a plant, and I go out to eat or something <laughs> like that. And I feel compelled to tell the manager, hey, that plant needs water. Or, yeah. Hey, that plant has this insect or that no. problem. <laughs> and so she rapidly talks me out of calling the manager over to the table. I can understand yeah, that. I but, I mean, I you'd know. think the manager would appreciate that. I, I know I would. If somebody uh, told me uh, some of my plants were dry, I'd, yeah. I'd get somebody right on it. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, they, they've put we, a lot we of... don't have that problem today. I don't have <laughs> no, a dry plant in the house. Everything uh, outside is pre-watered now? Pre, yes, pre-watered. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, you know, I was talking about chrysanthemums. Those pretty mums that you had for a while. And so, uh, but I was asking you, my neighbors got, had some, and uh, they're sitting over they're big ones, those great big ones, and they're, the last first time I saw them, they were, had, had a few buds already beginning to flower. And then uh, three weeks later, they still haven't got opened full bloom and you were telling me which i did not know that if they are not put in full sun they won't bloom i thought it was water no but uh there's a lot of people that i mean if you're if you're going to put a uh, mum in a situation like that it already needs to be in as much bloom as you ever want to see it because that's probably all you're going to get yeah i didn't know that they ought to write that on the horticulture books i don't think that's in horticulture books but anyway, uh, the uh, oh, she's she still got those four big plants out in the front of blooms, tight bud, tight. Mm. I mean, in tight buds, not a bloom on. And so, Are you sure that the, the buds aren't dead? The, well, yeah, the, some of most of them are dead, but I. That's that's what happens, Milton. So yeah. you put it in the shade, and then that bud oh. never finishes opening. It just kind of like dies right where it's at. Oh. So it still looks like it's a bud, but, but it, it's not. That's just sad. So my neighbor's still keeping it. <laughs> oh, and well, that's a, that's I, I'm okay. needing, I think I'll limp over there <laughs> and tell her the bad news. Well, now, what if you took your riding lawnmower over? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, what happened to the months? That's odd. I've never seen that. <laughs> what? Can she cut that back? If the plant's still green, then the answer is go plant it in the ground where it gets half-day sun or more and then see what happens next year. I don't know if she's got half-day sun or more. Well, then she probably <laughs> should file 13 it. There you mm. go. Hey, speaking of things in sun, and we talked about uh, planting uh, transplants of, of the um which medoodles, the blue bonnets, that which hopefully will be coming very soon. Hopefully. We uh, we talked about you better come to Millburgers to get them, otherwise you might be disappointed. I'll buy them all. Um, what about any of the veggies? Would anything new come in with the spinach, the broccoli, the cauliflower? What do we got? Onions? We talked yeah, about we onions? Did, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we mentioned that. No, the cool weather stuff's all about the same. Uh, I think we got some, some so what do we uh, have? better selection of herbs. So oh, good. Still got broccoli, right? Uh, should, and spinach. Now, I haven't walked by it since it started raining. Yeah. So, uh, I would assume broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, spinach, Swiss chard. Okay. How's uh, our kale Brussels situation? Sprouts. Jerry's a little worried. Uh, we always have kale. Oh, good, Jerry. You don't have to panic. <laughs> As I was walking in, I looked over and I'd see that beautiful spinach over there, ready to harvest, by the way. 
And uh, I started praying. So he picked those plants clean. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, this is kind of weather, spinach lusset. And uh, broccoli is do okay, too. But uh, broccoli is 60 to 70 days from transplant. All right. So we were talking about uh, if you want Christmas broccoli of, of the green magic, uh, you need to plant them, plant them now. Okay. Six, so come out here and get 60 them. 60 days. And green magic is the variety. Yeah, that green magic is the variety. What's uh, the spinach variety that you like? Uh, uh, Ashley. Ashley, okay. That is the tag that's on there. But that is not true to name because uh, uh, the uh, Dr. Stein <laughs> gets commercial uh, spinach seed for the grower. Uh-oh. Good news, Milton. Yeah, I heard. Who? Oh. Calvin. Yeah, Calvin's walking in. We got our smiling spy. like into a coon. We got our spies everywhere. I know what's going on. <laughs> but I, I'm glad we didn't have to send the highway patrol like <laughs> we did last time. I know. There's wolves out there, and Calvin was all alone. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. That, uh, yes, it is. Come sit down. Are you sure? I'm uh, sure. Sure. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, San Antonio for a while. You took the tour. All right. We're on the air. Come have a seat and make yourself at home. All right. Go ahead. 210-308-8867. Actually, we'll take an early break. Let let everybody get settled here. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery. 1604 and Verde Road on 930 AM. The Answer. to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer, Merle Haggard right there. You can play as much Merle Haggard as you want. Now. All right, 210-308. He's passed. Oh, man, you're just the bearer of all kinds of good news every day. Yeah, the first hour, Calvin, I don't know if you were listening, Jerry, we talk about was just talking about people that have passed. <laughs> well, what's new? <laughs> Sounds the same. Plants and the people that, that, that have passed that, that, that have created them. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. So is this the end of tomato season because of the weather? Um, it depends. Actually, the weather didn't didn't uh, affect my oh, was that right? Tomatoes and mine are down in the the bottom of the yard. Uh, but the weather didn't affect them. But they had already been basically yeah. You said by they spider mites. Yeah, you'd said they were having of, uh, you know you know Jerry and I discussed it last week. Um, I think it was last week, but. Uh, the idea in the fall was that the spider mites, it gets cool, yeah, so. so the spider mites don't reproduce like they were in the summertime. But this year, of course, with all the heat we had, yeah. the spider mite population just just kept growing. And uh, we, 
if, 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 if the other gardeners that had tomatoes were like mine, you got an initial good crop initially, but it didn't last long because the spider mites had taken taken over and the plants were not producing a lot of well. fruit. And so mine are being pulled. Yeah. And I and I suspect that uh, a lot of other gardeners are in the same boat. And had, uh, as we mentioned last uh, week, it's uh, so strange having those tomatoes look so terrible. <laughs> and then, then the, the peppers year. are. Yeah. In my garden, there's peppers surround, <laughs> and they and they're just loaded with colorful big fruit. And uh, yeah, fine. I wish I had done the peppers for the fall. I did not. I did them for the summer, for, you know, yeah. from the spring into the summer. Now this, did you plant Rio Grande go? You got Rio yeah. Grande? Oh, yeah. So you yeah. About, yeah. And they're very colorful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, that first when, when the uh, fall started. The first crops were small. small. Now they're nice, nice big plants. Yeah, that, that's we first noticed. Uh, we first noticed that about Rio Grande Gold uh, when we grew them on fall. Y'all grew them on fall, and I, I was upset because I was thinking that the seed had crossed or gone bad uh-huh. on on me. I remember that. That was a few, uh, a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, we we found that uh, the the peppers act like the tomatoes do. Uh, when the the first ones to come are usually not the full size of of the pepper, and which surprises me, because that pepper, as all of uh, real gra- of uh, te- Texas A and M uh, peppers were developed in Westlaco in the Rio Grande Valley, which is is usually warmer mm-hmm. than it is in San Antonio. And one of, one of the things you recommended worked best, too, for for me. You you said to pull all the little tomatoes mm-hmm. peppers and use them. Uh, and then those plants that I did that, they produced the the bigger ones in a full. Oh, is that right? Yeah, full full crop. It was like they were ready for action, <laughs> and where were the the ones that I kind of left the remnants of the uh, crop Peppers, yeah. crop on there? They just kind of kept. They made a few big ones, but they kept making little ones, and uh, and the little ones got riper, and <laughs> there were a lot of a lot of colors there, but yeah. Uh, the fruit was just not uniform and as, as large and attractive. And you kept fertilizing them, right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, remember <laughs> Trey said, because uh, there were a few left on the yeah. benches out here with peppers. They yeah. had peppers. In nice them. peppers. And so uh, I, we, t- I, we made the statement that you need to take those peppers off. And Trey said, nobody's going to do yeah. that. And so we changed our philosophy to say, to figure out how, how hot or mild the peppers oh. are, you need to eat those first peppers. That's quite a few of them, don't you? Yeah. You really get yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if that tricked people into taking the peppers off or not, but it just makes sense uh, going into the fall that you fertilize them real well and uh, and uh, to stimulate uh, and get those peppers off 
so new growth can be stimulated and produce new peppers. So I'm glad you got that c confirmed. Well, and the uh, <laughs> and the pepper crop, I had pepper plants planted uh, even on my patio, and then down through the uh, uh, the fruit, the the peach area, and then down at the the, the bottom of the down the vegetable garden, and uh, they were co really pretty consistent in terms of uh, the fr fruit they produced and mm -hmm. the, ti the timing and everything. And uh, I don't think I've ever, when I've done that with tomatoes, I think the tomatoes have really had a different kind of response to wherever they were in the environment. Yeah. Peppers seem, <laughs> seem just a little... Uh, more consistent. With. You you don't have any uh, uh, chili penguins, do you? I mean, uh, chili patines, do you? The little little bird pepper. The little tiny ones. Yeah. Oh, I've got them uh, uh, growing wild. Okay, that's what I mean. They usually yeah. usually are the last ones to be frosted out or frozen yeah. out, and uh, they're really set on peppers at this time of the year. I actually. Um, I, I I encourage them because uh, in addition oh, to the, yeah. pe the peppers they produce, the birds like birds really. Like. Oh yeah. And I had that uh, one plant that was getting so big it was kind of overcoming my cyclamen, <laughs> you know, and everything. So, so I I kind of trimmed it down to to uh, limit its stems. <laughs> but yeah, they're 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 attractive, and uh, the the birds really do like them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm sitting here uh, glancing over your uh, article in today's paper. Uh, it's a very good article about uh, how to handle shade trees at this time of the year. We've had to modify that a little bit because of uh, the drought. And um, yeah, the uh, I, Express News put it in their uh, uh, their their. Uh, Account in the on the computer. Oh, good. I saw. It. Yeah, it got a got a, a good response. Good, good. The order, the the title is planting shade trees in these dry times. Like like uh, you know, for years we've always talked about uh, uh, fall is for planting. Yeah, and really promoted it, and and it makes a lot of sense. Except this year. Because the soil is so dry, uh, Calvin outlines exactly how to how to do it this year. Still, uh, <laughs> he says uh, number one, he have five special recommendations. Do not be overly ambitious when selecting a large tree for transplant. Uh, yeah, because it's harder to water. A large tree with a large root ball than uh, than it is a smaller one with a smaller root ball. Not to mention the digging the holes that we always talk about. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that <laughs> that that problem solves itself because you when people people always come and uh, want to want to say, I well, I, I want to plant or tree that I'll be sitting in the shade of it uh, uh, next year. Said, you know, I'm getting a little older. 
And so uh, I said, well, I usually try to encourage him by saying, hell, I don't think you'll make it a year. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, that uh, that's kind of the philosophy people use. But if you live in Stone Oak or where, where it's solid rock to plant a tree, if you don't have a professional do it, like Millburgers do it, does it, and uh, or have that, a neighbor like I had that has a <laughs> yeah has one of those, uh, drills. Oh yeah, but uh, they have a, a Millburgers uh, crew will plant it, will, will deliver it, and plant it, and guarantee it. I think for a year or so. But uh, if. It, <laughs> You need to, if you plan to do it yourself, still remembering that you're too old to be doing it yourself. Uh, I figured that out a little while ago. But uh, 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 you need to start with a smaller tree. And uh, and in the, in the, we uh, claim, and I think I think it's true based on my experiences. If you start with a more reasonable sized tree it's not too many not too too much time before that that one catches up oh yeah because it's yeah. easier to take care of and you've dug the better hole <laughs> and and uh, uh so you, you you don't really sacrifice anything in terms of growth rate or uh the initial size <laughs> Because yeah. those big trees just kind of sit and stare at you for, <laughs> yeah, a, while for while. a while while the roots try to catch up to the top. Yeah, and a, a lot of uh, homeowners uh, have, they'll have the right kind of tree, like an oak tree that uh, uh, realtor planted or the landscapers planted, but it'll sit there for four to five years and never get any substantial growth on it and i think that's caused by uh maybe drying out at one point or another or or whatever but uh i we proved that in my my lawn uh with a lot of abuse from my family because uh we needed a shade tree on the uh western side of the house we could provide shade and so <laughs> I, having dug some holes out there, uh, the best a hole you could dig was six inches, six inches deep. So, so I went out. There, I got a, a basically a sapling, red oak, Texas red oak, and planted it out there. And uh, my family said, "Oh, look, Dad's planted a shade tree out there." And so that, that I made him take a picture of me sitting in the shade of that uh, four-foot tree, four- to five-foot tree. Uh, but eventually, eventually uh, 35 years later, that and I planted it like we tell, talk about, looking at the uh, lines overhead, the electrical lines, and uh, I moved back 50 feet. And uh, 35 years later, the electric company has to come through and take the limbs hmm. out of the electric lines. 
because uh, it, it rooted in that solid stone. So, and so uh, found its own way out uh-huh. through that solid stone. So do you tell your family, see, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I did that so many times. That, uh, <laughs> they don't listen. All right. But uh, and you got something to say? No. <laughs> interesting so enough. So catch him up with where we are. Interesting enough, this uh, in this article on page E3, today's paper, they got a picture of a stately live oak as is the focus point, focal point of the Texas home of former U.S. President Lyndon B. Johnson near Stonewall. To plant and grow such a tree during the drought requires extra care. <laughs> Interesting about this, uh, John Thomas uh, took me out to this location and uh, because Lady Bird, and she was still alive at that time, she's passed. Mm. Thank you, John. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, Took me out to this article, this this place, and one ladybird wanted some blue bonnets in front of, in front of uh, front of her house. Is this when you and Ladybird were talking? Oh yeah, you were, we were still always, talking at that point. We were always talking. It was our people that. We oh okay. To. So uh, John and I went out there and looked, and no matter what we did to those blue bonnets. Couldn't get them growing because they huh. were under the tree. Oh. <laughs> they were in the shade. But uh, we put new transplants out there. So for the, They did pretty good, but not very good. So you can't put them in the shade. You know, we were talking about blue bonnets. When did, um, so I was reading a book that was from 1960-something, and it was two words. It was blue, space, bonnet. Uh, when did they become one word? Well, they, they've always been one word. Oh. But when when they talk about uh, the folks that criticize Jerry and his... Uh, uh, <laughs> Who would do Centering that? the different colored, uh, the blue bonnets, there was right. al- that was always the debate about how, whether they were the, bl- the blue... The red blue bonnets, or the <laughs> or blue bonnets that were red, or <laughs> so there was. There was well, this is a San Antonio gardening book. It's, uh, were you here in the sixties? <laughs> <laughs> I replaced the guy that probably wrote that book. Oh wow! Okay, he's passed. Bro. Oh man, this this show gets depressing. <laughs> when you talk about the history, all right. Just okay, I'll have to bring the book in. Okay, well, well who's the author? Um, it's uh, called, I think it may be South Texas something gardening or something or gardens. It's, it's a guy, right? It's, it's a, a green man. book. I think it's the Men's Garden Club. Oh. I'll bring it in. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll start answering questions based on the book. We'll, we'll use 1960s information. To, there you go. This is the second printing it of the book. It doesn't really change much. You know? No, I wouldn't imagine it does. <laughs> Except for Blue Bonnet. I saw that and I thought, oh, Jerry wouldn't like this. <laughs> well, you know. Maybe, they, but, did, maybe but, they did that on purpose just to intrigue you. Oh, uh, maybe so. <laughs> but when you, um, you know, when I write write those articles and then the, uh, the computer editing s- service goes through there. There you go. And they, they all, half the time disagree with 
terms like oh, that. Oh, the red blue bonnet. Yeah, or the... yeah. But then they then they say when you when you look in the the background they they say well if there is a if uh, the word is in your articles is used numerous times in this form mm-hmm. the 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 whatever you call that uh, spell check the activity or? the activity will convert yeah oh. i've never had them convert <laughs> at, 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 at any time they just keep correcting the same way <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. So, Trace, what else is going on? Um, what are We always like to know, because you guys are on the front lines, are people coming in and saying, are you getting some commonality in uh, problems that people are having? Yeah, there's not that many problems. Of it. Okay. They're, they're, they're asking questions like, why does my tree look bad? All right. <laughs> but, mm. you know, it is November. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Uh, the most popular question this week is, do you have white cyclamen? Really? It is. And, of course, we do. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about bet, that from the get-go. I've been asked that uh, three times, four times a day for the last I wonder week. if I, there's, I there's a shortage out there. I don't know. Maybe so. And I, I, or I wonder if they're seeing them out planted, like, downtown or someplace. Oh, that's a possibility. And they're like, oh, these are nice. Yeah, so what is what is your favorite color combination with the cyclamen well i personally would pick white and, right. and the purple or the burgundy okay although as we get closer to thanksgiving it pretty much just becomes white and red the the, uh, the other colors don't sell as well so huh the, they want but, that christmas color yes they do okay but we'll have them all still because there's other people out there too we were talking about uh living container grown christmas trees Citrus doesn't count, but you sell a lot of citrus this time of year. We do. Lemons and limes uh, are wonderful Christmas gifts. Yeah, that seems to be a, like a tradition that people will do, and we have them. We do. Yeah. And we've spent some time talking about being prepared to protect the plants. There's a lot of different yeah. options. And then my column next Saturday is uh, freeze protection, too. So. Um, oh, good. And then the column uh, this this Saturday... I was looking at the. I think we we mentioned PlantAnswers.com and uh, um, Millburgers. Thank you. Um, <laughs> now you know my job. Again. Yes, <laughs> but, but you're uh, on the wrong side to do it. I can't get them. The main culprit. But yeah. <laughs> uh, as Jerry, Jerry was explaining, it's still a good time to plant shade trees and shrubs, but you just got to take some special, yeah. special care to deal with that dry soil, and. Uh, even this even this rain we had that kind of kind of an all day, but a light rain didn't doesn't it penetrate. Doesn't get the subsoil wet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah as, as Milton yeah. said, you've got to make sure to you keep your balls wet, right? The uh, the where was I going to go now? No. Uh, no. Um, no. CPS only in a different direction. CPS tree Jump rebate. The track. Yeah. So uh, if you have a CPS as your provider, uh, they're doing a rebate. That's right. We mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, we that's mentioned a, that too. It is a very specific list of trees. You sound like Liam Neeson now. I have a very specific are, list of trees. They're they're <laughs> much more wider a wider list than we generally than you or Jerry or I generally recommend. <laughs> well, so a lot of them they, they yeah. are trees they're never going to find. No, those are the ones that Mark Peterson probably put on there that he denies. He knows better. He said yeah. he says he denies. And it's fifty. Does it matter the size you get? 
Uh, it's a five gallon or bigger. Five gallon or bigger. And I think you get a $50 rebate. Yep. So it's not money. It's just off your bill. Well, it still That's counts. almost money. Yeah, it's almost money. And then what size tree in a five gallon? Oh, they had, or how much? They had some nice five gallons that I, that I when I was buying those trees for the uh, um, Dream Hill Estates kind of, Education. Yeah. The only thing I think I have in five gallon right this second yeah. is going to be live oak. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the... The, re- the bulk of them we're going to have in 15 and larger. So you yeah. can still use that $50 uh, even on one of the really big trees. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, some of them are 350 bucks. That's what I, because of the inspection. $5,000 trees. Oh, yeah. my they goodness. Can, they can still get the, the 50, the 50 the reason, as long yeah. as it's the right kind of tree. Some, somehow they don't get excited about that when they're, when they're paying 5000 I've seen some customers very excited. <laughs> Although I learned to appreciate the machine planting when we attempted to dig the holes. Uh, Neighborhood volunteers attempted to dig the holes with our shovels um, for for those. uh, I don't know what they I think they were about a 40-gallon container. Uh, And uh, we quickly called the neighbor that had had that digging machine, and he came out. What well, yeah, well, what size? Uh, well, what size trees will y'all uh, will will Melburgers plant for you? Yes, all of them. Any any, any uh, tree. Okay. Now people are saying, I can plant that. Now the smaller bit. ones, you know, it may cost more for the planting service, and it does okay. for the well, it will cost more for the planting service. But than if, it does for the if you're an old A, if you're in an old, it's age, well worth it. Well worth it. Better than a hospital trip. Exactly. That's what I was getting ready to say. Well, and then you get a you get a better guarantee. Up, oh, yeah, get a year. Yeah, and uh, sometimes it's worth paying that just to get that. Oh yeah. Well, and it's also it's also nice to have the. The Milberger staff feeling responsible and helping yeah. diagnose any issues that come up, because uh, in this kind of weather, our kind of soil, you uh, there's always some issues that oh, have yeah. to be addressed, and also you know the which we see every single day the watering has to be you can't just do a five minute watering on right. rocky soil like this. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask. That's Trey, where the tree hugger comes Trey, in. I was going to ask Trace what uh, what do they recommend? You know, when they plant a tree. Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, Calvin. I was going to ask good the same articles thing. here. Okay. Yeah, I said. I, I, I said. I was going to ask the same <laughs> thing. You read, reading my mind? Are you? Mother? Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> read it. <please>. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's not very nice. <laughs> Uh, we were wanting to know uh, what, how do you, what do y'all? So you, you've gone to plant them. It's done. What do yeah. you recommend for care? There you go. For to keep it alive and healthy and happy. Water correctly. I'm oh, sorry. There you go. So many people think their sprinkler system waters their trees. Yeah. Uh, so watering correctly is important, but that changes throughout the year. Yeah. So uh, obviously, the newer planted is going to require more irrigation than one that's been in the ground for six months but uh you know whether it's 110 outside or 40 outside is going to make a difference in how often it's always watered well all right so when we do it we we make a berm 
And my suggestion to everybody is to fill that berm all the way to the top and do that four or five times. Let it soak in. Then that tree is well watered. Oh, okay. And uh, But don't do it again until they've actually taken their finger and poked it in the ground. I you saw know, you doing that when, other day with when that. It's a, when it's 100 plus degrees, you know, you can pretty much say, yeah, it's going to be every second day or every third day for a while. And, but it's always going to be uh, the the quantity of water, the frequency will change. Uh, and then as the tree gets bigger, you're going to add quantity as you decrease the uh, frequency. T- thank you. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. Hey, well, and, Ma- and Mark Peterson is... Uh, a trained arborist. Oh, and he's got a he's got a, every one of us has got a little different recommendation on the, but it's basically the same frequent, and keep them keep them thorough, yeah. Thorough. And uh, so then Mark's Mark does recommendation is exactly what Trace mentioned. You start out really frequent, and then you you increase the quantity, but you do you. Uh, reduce the amount of the times that you do it you might get to the point where you're only doing it every two weeks or every three weeks mm-hmm. and of course it makes a big difference if we get back to a normal rainfall situation again <laughs> if we ever yeah yeah we need to take a quick break while we do you give us a call 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 more in a moment on Millburgers gardening south texas with dr jerry parsons dr calvin finch i'm milton glick this is 9:30 a.m the answer To Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Are you going to talk tomorrow uh, about your um, about Thanksgiving and all that stuff? You sometimes talk about that in November about what's on plant answers and what yeah. they can find and about a pecan you know, some pie. Of the, some of them pilgrims have passed. <laughs> <laughs> some of the uh, maybe. Oh yeah, actually, that, that we, we should because if people are planning to uh, yeah for to bake for Thanksgiving, they can make the pecan pie and there you go. And they can bring it here. Have the pilgrims all passed? Is that what you? Said? I think so. The pilgrims may have all passed. Jerry Jerry is <laughs> fond of alerting us when people pass. So some of those pilgrims have passed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll have to mention that. I'll Do you have turkey recipes? I don't think so. You have uh, I got pumpkin pumpkin pie recipes. Yeah, yeah. just pumpkin. A pumpkin, pumpkin pies. Okay. You know, you, yeah. Do you like sweet potato pie? Oh, yeah. Big time. Should I try to make you some of my new sweet potato cookies? Yeah. yeah. There's no flour in them. There's just it's sweet potatoes. and just uh, bacon. But they, they taste like hell. Be careful. Because they don't. They, uh, the sweet potatoes. I had a, had a little run-in with the sugar what? level with oh, the sweet you? potato pie. Oh. <laughs> I didn't really. I, I guess, guess it must be more potent than most pumpkin pies. Or, may, of course, you never know. Was it sweet potato pie? Yeah. Sweet potato pie? Okay. Of course, uh, it that, was nearly half a pie, too. Yeah, that makes yeah. a difference. <laughs> no. Mm, yeah. Now, this, uh, this, sweet, this sweet potato cookies has no no sugar, no added sugar in it. It just has the uh, the sweet potato sugar. Your, where did the recipe come from? I'm not telling you. <laughs> Came from the interwebs. The the web uh-huh. came from the web. Yeah, I'll make it. and You can see what you think. Okay, I'll put some pecans in it or something. Surely, 
came from Louisiana or no, Alabama. No, no, just a healthy, supposed to be a healthy uh, sweet potato cookie recipe. You know, you know what the Cajuns say about that, don't they? What? <laughs> is that what they say? Yeah, yeah. What does that mean in French? <laughs> they maybe put a little accent in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was looking at, looking at Calvin's article right quick. Uh, uh, were you listening to the show while no, you were uh, no. touring? No, I wasn't. Oh, good. Thank goodness. <laughs> it says, This Week in the Garden by Calvin. It says, uh, Take advantage of scheduled rainfall, scheduled rainfall, to spread wildflower seeds on areas where the seed can make contact with the bare soil. Most wildflower seeds require planting in full sun. And we, that we talked, that was the first thing we talked about, Mm -hmm. wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, That with this rain that we've had, even though it's not an inch or over, uh, it's probably wet the surface of the soil especially well in those places on uh where where the there wasn't weeds or turf grass yeah, growing yeah. you know where the soil was loose and yeah. I, I you know i would think if that that might have penetrated that inch or that inch and a half and that might might be adequate for yeah uh for wildflowers especially if we get some more rain yeah well, Milton said it's supposed to rain, let's see, 70% today by... No, it's it's now 70% up to 3 p.m. Up to 3 p.m. Yeah, and then tonight, 30% after 3 a.m. And then tomorrow, uh, 50% chance of showers. Uh, tomorrow night, 80% chance of showers. 80, how much? 80. Okay. And Monday, too. Monday, 70%. Wow. I think we are running out of time, though, gentlemen. All right, we are going to begin to wrap up, but we want to thank you for listening to the show and being a part of it. Ah, the show really went fast Did today. It go fast? Seems like we yeah. Just if you get lost for an hour, that's <laughs> what happens. You had uh, Al Al PS, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't think that works out. Uh, anyway, we'll say goodbye for today. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks to Al for doing a great job. Thanks and for uh, finding me in Lost in the City, Al. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.